Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Hope for Today and our series on Family Matters. Thank you for joining co-hosts Naja E. Brown and Zenobia Bailey. Hi, Zenobia. Good afternoon, everybody. How are you, Naja? I'm doing well, and you, my dear? Doing quite well, thank you. Thanks for asking. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, we started talking about the role of the husband in the Christian family, And our entire Family Matters series will look at the roles of each family member, the father, the mother, the children, husband, and wives. And then toward the end of our series, we're going to look at what is the number one enemy of the family. I invite you to listen to the first and second podcast that were recorded on January 11th, excuse me, January 12th and the 26th. And the entire series is designed to build on the role of the Christian family today. So from the beginning, God established the institution of marriage and gave a commandment to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And that's found in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 28, through chapter 2, verses 1 through 25. That's an account of the creation. And we shared with you a couple of weeks ago that we strongly believe that God's plan for the family is the only one that works. Now, are there healthy marriages out there, marriages that last? Yes. But we're talking about what is the role of the family that was intended by God. We talked about how uh, marriages and families have deviated from God's plan, and the traditional family is being challenged. But that does not give cause or reason to abandon what God intended. So have we fallen into social norms regarding the family? I would say yes. And we just urge you and ask that you pray and examine the purpose of the husband and wife and go back to the marriage ceremony and vows, the original household structure, having children, working arrangements that don't cause for the woman's priority to be outside of her home, and then being committed to and honoring marriage vows. So we looked at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 33, And I'm just going to recap a few of those verses and then ask that you read those passages on your own, study them, and pray about them as we work through this series. So the husband is to to love the wife, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Husbands, in the same way, are supposed to love their wives as their own body, and he who loves his wife loves himself. So the correlation that the Apostle Paul, who is the author of the book of Ephesians, was making was the correlation between Jesus Christ and the church. We know that Christ died sacrificially for his body, and the body is considered the bride of Christ, of which he will return to and meet up with. So 
The husband is the head of the wife. We talked about that. Husbands are commanded to love their wives. We know that the church is an extension of Christ, and so is the wife an extension of her husband. And then the husband is to love his wife, and the wife is to respect her husband. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the role of the wife respecting her husband when we move into the podcast about the role of the wife in the Christian family. So today we're going to focus on leadership. What does the leadership of the husband as the head of the household, head of the family, head of the wife, who is subject to Christ, who is head of the church, what does that look like practically when you talk about family matters? And I want to say this, and I'm going to let Zenobia speak a little bit. Husbands are created in God to first surrender to Jesus so that all the family, the entire family, can see and find that life by lifestyle by example, not coercion. So when we talk about the wife being subject to her husband, that's not a dominating type relationship. It's not a controlling type relationship, but more of just surrendering the will. So the husband was created to surrender to Christ and then to exemplify that throughout his headship, throughout his fatherhood, husbandhood, and so that the family would then seek that uh, that lifestyle by example, by his example. And then leadership means basically to take the initiative and responsibility in presenting the family under the lordship of Jesus. So Zenobia, do you have uh, in mind any examples that you'd like to share our listeners, uh, share with our listeners today about what a true leader of the household, spiritual leader of the household looks like in practical life? I do. Um, In fact, as you were talking, I had two uh, thoughts and, and visuals that came to mind the first would be, um, and not that it would matter in terms of the order, but the first thing that came to my mind was a servant. Verses uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that speak about uh, one being great or um, leader, for lack of a, a better terminology, that in order for that person to succeed, he or she must first be a servant. And in this case, being the husband and the father, of course, to serve those of his household. Um, meaning to get in there and um, uh, if there's a, a something that um, needs to be done and it's been tasked to the wife or, say, the children, that that husband would be uh, very much uh, uh, amenable to uh, walking alongside the individual and showing them how to do it, working with them, you know, not just saying, you know, not just delegating, uh, serving them in all capacities, whatever capacity would be necessary. Uh, <clears throat> and then the second thing, I know a lot could be said on that, but I'm going to move quickly because of our time. Uh, uh-huh. The other a very vivid visual is a symphony. Anyone who enjoys the symphony or an orchestra, you have the conductor, um, and everyone is working together towards making this wonderful music, but no one is more important than the other. Uh, no one, uh, even the conductor doesn't, the maestro, he or does not 
raise himself above the others. People look to him for direction and guidance, and that's the same thing that I see in my own household and in in what the scriptures talk about in terms of um uh of a leader and uh uh what was the other word that you used um well, anyway i think you get my yeah oh yes yes and that's uh, i like that symphony uh example uh anyone who's played in a band or a symphony uh recognizes that there is a uh maestro <laughs> Somebody yes. conducting everything. I like that. Uh, I have a and the other thing about is, that is they willingly, in terms of roles. I know I might be getting ahead of a little bit, but we talked about the role of the the wife and now the role of the husband, and we're going to deal with the role of the children. Everyone is willingly working together to make this wonderful music, and um, it's not like. I'm there being forced to be there, you know. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the, uh, I play the violin. If I'm in the string section, I'm not being forced to be there. And if I make a mistake, you know, I'm not going to get kicked out necessarily, necessarily. but at the same time, I have an obligation to heed to both what the directives are from the conductor who is carrying out his directives, which come from a piece of paper with notes on it, <laughs> you know? And in the same way, a godly husband, a godly father, he's carrying out his directives, which come from a piece of paper with words on it, which come, is the Bible. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> that That's uh, being a clarinetist and having played in the band, I, I get that. Uh, and I have some visuals myself of uh, getting ahead of where I should be in the clarinet section. So that's uh, that's good. So I like that, that willingness and surrendering of our self-will makes all the difference in the world. So I know of a family who's very dear to me, a husband and wife with six children, three boys, three girls, and they homeschooled their children, and they partnered in their homeschooling. She was a homemaker, and he worked outside of the home, was the head of the household and the spiritual leader of their household. And every morning they would arise at a uh, what I would call an ungodly time of the day. Uh, the boys had chores, the young ladies had chores, and they would sit down at their dining room table and have a devotion. So he uh, example, you know, his example was to be in the Word of God daily, first thing in the morning, dedicate your, your days and ask the Lord to order your steps uh, first thing in the morning, and then go on about your your daily business. So I have that that visual of this family, and uh, the Bible actually was a part of their homeschooling curriculum, so it worked Excellent. very very well. Excellent. So that uh, that is good. So uh, I ran across an article uh, entitled "Marry Someone Who Loves God More Than They Love You," and it is by uh, her name is Deborah Felita who is a licensed counselor specializing in relationship and marital issues. And this article just stood out for me. In fact, when I ran across it, I posted it on my Facebook page, Yield to the King Facebook page, and quite a few people reviewed it and commented. But uh, what was said that stood out for me was individual relationships with God must trump our other relationships. And one of the things that I'd like to share with you is an excerpt from the article, and then I'll be referring to this article as we talk about the role of the woman in the Christian family. 
So she talked about inhumanity. In our humanity, we want to run, we want to hide, we want to get revenge. But it's in those moments that the greater thing, something greater takes over. And this is the excerpt. Because those are the very days when our relationship with God becomes the anchor for our love, holding us in place. Our relationship with God is a supernatural relationship that pours into us so we can pour into each other. And then on those hard days, more than trusting my husband, this particular author said, to love me like he should, I trust God's Spirit at work in his life. I'm thankful he, that he loves God more than he loves me because it's through that relationship with God that he's learned to love me like he should, and in that relationship with God that I've learned to love him like I should. So going back to your comment about the sheet music, the Word of God being the roadmap for all of us, but the husband as a spiritual leader has something to refer to, you know. Yeah. And yeah. If, if he's not sure, he has something to refer back to, just like the conductor of the symphony. If he's not quite sure where the, the flute section or the clarinet section or the violin section should be, then he can go back to the score, the music score, and 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 map it out and, and get back on track. So uh, the spiritual leader of the house, I like the fact that you brought up the word servant because that makes all the difference in the world. So, Zenobia, I think our next podcast will allow us to go right into the role of the woman in the Christian family, the role of the wife, and I'd like to introduce a couple of scriptures real quickly, and then I'm going to ask our listeners to review some passages before our next podcast on the 23rd of February. So Proverbs 14 and 1 says, The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. We can talk a lot about that, right? Oh, yeah. And then going back to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, it says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husband." as you do to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. So we're going to review those passages more, and then also take a look at Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31, which is entitled, The Virtuous Woman. Do you have any final comments at all, Zenobia? It's just been good listening to you. And having this show, I enjoy it very much, Naja. Oh, and I've enjoyed listening to you also. Uh, as I, I just love the fact that we're co-hosts. Uh, one day we'll get a chance to share how this all happened by the grace <laughs> of God. So God bless everybody, and with that, we will hear, you will hear from us on the 23rd of February. Goodbye, everyone.